How you doing, Dylan? Great. How are you? I'm great. Welcome to the show, boys and girls. We've got a guest on tonight. Uh, Mr. P.D. Brody is with us tonight. We can't wait to get him in the studio. Wow. How you doing today, Dylan? Uh, I, I flew, just flew in from Florida, and boy, are my arms tired. Oh, that's not going to be the that's not going to be the zinger for the show, buddy. Man, <laughs> oof. <laughs> Yes. We're trying, guys. We're trying. This isn't. This is all new to to, to all of us. You're, you're you're new. You're new to us for listening. We're new to you for talking to, talking things. <laughs> So I turned it down. Oh, okay. I see. Oh, so, so this, 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 that's the mark of a good producer. Hey. Folks, this show is brought to us by our friends at the Original Music School of Morristown. They've been shaping young minds for years now and showing kids the better way and how to become musicians, artists, and all around just better people. So if you'd like to enroll all ages, the first lesson is free. Go to the originalmusicschool.com or call them at 973 998 8977. How was that? Is that good? That was sexy. Well, it is just originalmusicschool.com, not the originalmusicschool.com. You said that. Did I say that? You said that. All right, let me try this one more time. Folks, folks, this show is brought to us by our friends at the Original Music School of Morristown. They've been shaping young minds for years, showing kids how to become better musicians and better people. They give classes for all ages, and they run a summer camp every summer. Which makes sense because that's in the summertime. And if you have, if you want to have any more information about this, you can go to originalmusicschool.com or call them at nine seven three nine nine eight eight nine seven seven. Better. Fantastic. All right, let's start the fucking show. <clears throat> Kids, our first guest of the day. Welcome to the show. My name is Nick Keenan, and our first guest is my good friend P D Brody. Hey, P. D. Brody, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. 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 Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Glad, for, glad, for, glad you came down, man. Glad you made it down. I know it's late. It is late. I don't know what time you guys are going to be listening to this, but we're recording this. It's like, 11, what is it, 11.30? Million o'clock. It's a, it's a bajillion o'clock. And uh, I know this, the sun is rising over, over Greenland right now. And, uh, but we're starting the show. Sounds about right. Good to see you, buddy. You just got back from a tour. I did. Spent August on the road. Went coast to coast. Uh, went down to Nashville, Memphis, Tennessee, uh, Austin, Texas, for the right first on. time, which was cool, and then clear out to California and back, and it was a Austin, good time. Austin's weird. <clears throat> Austin was very, very weird. Um, it's kind of that's, it's, a, that's their thing. They want to be weird. I like it, that. It's 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 a very interesting part of Texas that you wouldn't think is Texas yeah. if you weren't in Texas. Yeah, like, like, my my travels through Texas, Austin was like this like haven because it's just like you know it's just angry. Jackie Gleason style sheriffs everywhere you go, like from Smoking the Bandit, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you get to te- you get to Austin, and like the cops are like, "You good?" Well, I, well, I, I got several parking tickets, so I don't know about that. But you know, they <laughs> well, parking tickets me. are one thing, you know. They nailed me. You that, made it, you but... made it back though. I did. I did. My last my last time through Texas, I got pulled <clears> over. <throat> I was going about a buck fifteen, buck twenty. Golly, I don't think and, my car can uh, even do that. Luckily, I had. Uh, I had my 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 FOP gold shield. Oh, some thanks, people have all the luck. Thanks, Uncle Steve. And uh, the cop a little looked, nepotism. The cop over looked here. at me and he's like, "You think this is gonna help you down here?" I don't know. My uncle told me if I have problems. <laughs> I'm from Jersey. I know a guy who knows a guy. Supposed to, yeah, he's like, yeah, pretty much, like you know. And so, you know, he walks he walks back to the squad car and. Twenty minutes go by, and I have no, I have no priors. I have no priors. He's like, he's like digging. He's he's basically Google searching me to find out <laughs> how he can screw me over, and I had no priors. So like, <clears throat> it was like just let me go and and skip the paperwork. Mm. So he comes back to the window, throws my ID and my 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 registration and stuff, throws it back in the car, and says, "You get the hell out of Texas, and you never come back." I was like. Okay. <laughs> Cranked up the car. Bye. <laughs> Don't threaten me with a yeah, good time. Right? Seriously. Uh, oh yeah, I, yeah, you know, I was really looking at buying property here. Yeah. These, these 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 lovely flat oil fields you have here. There's some money so in there. Beautiful. You know? Oh, it's so beautiful with all the, the <clears throat> smog in the air and the, it's the dusty. oil dripping everywhere and the people falling off the derricks. Yeah. Oh yeah. Jesus. I want to be a part of this. Anyway. <laughs> sure you didn't get pulled over by Dale from King of the Hill. <laughs> 
And I'll tell you what, man, dang old uh, Texas Ranger man, dang old on the highway speeding. That's Boomhauer. That's Boomhauer. Boom yeah. Man, I'll tell you what, man. Bob, <laughs> let me tell you what. Dad would have been more like, you know, I'm Officer Ru- I'm Officer Rusty Shackleford. <laughs> <laughs> have like a pocket sand, you know. <laughs> Propane, sure. propane-related accessories. <laughs> that sounded more like that sounded more like Barack Obama than it did Hank Hill. <laughs> My fellow Americans, <laughs> you know, just... Michelle and I. Have... <laughs> <laughs> Michelle and I, have, we've been all over Texas. We're very proud to come from Texas. The folks are really, really polite, really, really, really fine people down here. Really fine people. And then he goes up to Chicago. <laughs> and he's like, "What's up, Chicago?" Yeah. <laughs> he can eat, that he dude, can lick and let loose up that there. That dude knew, knew how to fucking work. A yeah, crowd, man. man. So, Brody, how old are you, man? Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Jesus, Jones. <clears throat> yeah. When did you like? I, I know your your father. What was, you, had your, your, what was your father's name? Don Brody. Don yeah. Brody. Yep. Your father was a singer songwriter. Yep. He okay. he was a folk singer in the nineties. Did a, like an acoustic duo thing called the Marys. Right. And then uh, before that, he was in a band called Crying Out Loud in the 80s. They were kind of ska rock. Uh, their song Live It Up is on YouTube. And uh, they made it to MTV. Right on. They're on MTV. It was 86, 87, I want to say. That's true. And, uh, yeah, they did the thing. They were just a bunch of boys from Ohio, and they moved east to follow the dream. And and they, they made it. They did it. Right on. <laughs> they beat the game. Well, it, you know, as good as you could beat it. So, so on a how, budget. On a budget. How old were you when you became aware of 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 who your father was and, and what he did? I, I always knew that he he was like a prominent figure. Uh, Hoboken, where I grew up, you know, he played all the little bars and clubs there. You know, Hoboken was one of the music hubs right. of North Jersey uh, in uh, the '90s, always, and, and still is. It still is. I do play there. Uh, it's 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 changed a lot, but. You know, the 90s, it, it was huge, 80s to 90s. You know, he, he kind of caught it in the prime time. And, uh, you know, he, he'd play the Arts and Music Festival on you know on the big stage. They closed down the street. And he played at Maxwell's, which is no longer Maxwell's. Mm. I don't even think it's anything anymore. Awesome Prince. <clears throat> yeah, it's a great place. I, I, I got the privilege to, to play there, too. And he did that Black cool. Potato Festival, too, right? Uh, yeah, he played Black Potato, which is in Clinton. It's yeah. about 45 minutes uh West. Was this the last year? Are they not doing it? This was the organizer moved to Arizona. Mm. Uh, Matt Angus, great guy, great supporter of indie music and everything. He's put that on for 23 years. I, I've got the privilege to play two or three of them. Really good event, and it's cool because all my dad's friends are there, and they got to support me and right. see me play. And they've, you know, they've support, they're supporting my career now, which is really cool. That's excellent. That's excellent. So, <clears throat> so like, so like, how old were you when, when you thought like this is. This is what I need to do. I was I was young. I I remember it was in Hoboken, probably at Arts and Music Festival, and I saw him on the stage playing, and I was just like, "This that's super cool!" Like just just to to be on the stage, be on this pedestal, so were if you like will. Seven. Eight? I was at four, was three or four wow. when 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 I first saw, and I can remember you know seeing him on stage mm-hmm. and thinking that's really really cool, and you know kind of always wanted to emulate that, and I always knew he was musical. I was surrounded by it. <clears throat> you know, he had guitars all over the house. You know, there's a video on YouTube. You know, he's playing the ABC song, and I'm singing along, kind of thing. And so yeah. you were you were you were screwed from the jump. Like, this is, this is like what <laughs> yeah, else? Yeah, I was predisposed. You know, right? it, right. it, but you know, it, and and I didn't really really get into it till after he passed. He passed away when I was about five. And uh, a friend of his, uh, Jim Mastro in Hoboken, owns the guitar bar, mm-hmm. and uh, I started taking lessons at his shop shortly after my dad passed. And I started playing piano, um, and then you know, kind of worked my way through in, in elementary school. I was in the choir, and I found out like, oh, I can sing. That's cool. Never, <laughs> I sound, I sound okay. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever asked you this. How, how, how did your father pass away? He died of a heart attack in his sleep. Jesus, Joe. Two days after Christmas. Wow. Christmas '97. Yeah. So, how old was he? Uh, he was only 45. He was so young. This was a shock to this, everybody. We had no idea. We had no Man. idea. Just it was a. It was a, a gut check, mm. for sure, and, and you know it changed a lot of things. And you know, it, I I wish he could have seen me kind of develop in music because he never really saw me play, and I, I didn't really take it take it on until after he passed. And because I, I, that was the first time I had the opportunity. Right. Um, but yeah, I started singing, and, and I remember the first ever performance that I had was the second grade talent show. It was the first time I played in front of an audience, 
and it was, it was just super cool to like think like this is my moment and like everyone was watching me and it, like the whole auditorium what's, what's was quiet it was some you know single note single hand piano piece i don't remember what it was it might have been like scarborough fair or something but i just remember like you know the whole auditorium full of people there's you know a few hundred people and their moms and relatives and whatnot it's got, all got quiet and they were all watching me and i don't remember being nervous i don't think i was nervous it was just like this is cool <laughs> this is my, this this is my moment everyone's watching me like this is it, it something about it felt right mm-hmm. and uh you know from there on you know i continued to play piano got into the choir in elementary school started singing and then uh weehawken where i grew up and went to grade school music class was guitar they had a class set of guitars and we learned you know the basics uh fifth and sixth grade you know it was that's not commonplace. Usually, it's like, it's not. Isn't, isn't usually one of those things that gets like arts in public school. Yeah, our arts are some of the first things that are cut, which is you know the un, the unfortunate truth of, of where. So it's it, it, I was really fortunate to grow up where I grew up in the time I grew up. Mm-hmm. You know, because Weehawken at the time was one of the best districts in the state. You know, all our test scores were, were toward the top, um, and a real big arts push. Mm-hmm. I remember. Uh, Mr. Romano, who who I'm friends with on Facebook, you know, I like re- reconnected Romano? with him. Uh, not uh, Ray Romano. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, I'm but, he, <laughs> but he always was just so encouraging to all of us, you know, to to play music and and you know have fun with it, and and that's one of the things that I took, you know, through my career and through yeah. playing and learning and stuff. So thanks, Mr. Romano. That was a uh, Thanks, Mr. Romano. <laughs> we really appreciate you. Little fun. Everyone f- loves Mr. Romano. <laughs> Little fun fun fact: my my piano teacher at Guitar Bar, uh, Andy Burton. He's currently on tour with Little Steven and the Disciples of Soul. Wow. Playing keyboard. It was, yeah, it was cool. His uh, uh, their live show came on. Uh, me and my aunt were watching it. It was like on on one of those uh, live music concert channels. And I'm looking, and sure enough, Andy's sitting there playing keys. And I'm like, that's really cool. I've actually, I've got two Disciples of Soul (laughs) records in my collection. Nice. Um, The self-titled and and then the second one. Um, And it's so funny because he came, like the first, that first record came out, I think the same year that Born in the USA came out. Yeah. When, when Bruce went solo, Uh doing his thing. (laughs) And in a lot of ways, it's like a better record than Born in the USA. Yeah, yeah. It just feels more Jersey. It just, it just had more... It just had more soul to it, and it was just like so. good. They put on a really good show. I was watching the thing. I'd never, I'd never watched them before. Little Steven is an amazing guitar player and a great singer, and and you know, in his own right, because like you know, Bruce is Bruce, and Happy Birthday, Bruce! Your birthday was over the weekend. Good for you. But um, (laughs) Little Steven, I mean, that's a dude that really, like, as far as you know, musicians go, as far as performers go, he's really made a a solid name for himself as a dude that's like not the he's not the main guy yeah but he's the guy you want to talk to yeah and no. he's the guy you want to work with and you know he had his he had that great success when he because he was on the sopranos for every freaking yeah, season yeah. <laughs> and, and then he had his own show on netflix called Lillehammer. okay i'm aware of this it's a really great show he plays uh, a, a mafia guy uh, who 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 turns f- a federal witness, and when the feds ask him where he wants to get sent, you know, for witness protection, he says, "Send me to Lillehammer, <laughs> Norway." So he goes to Lillehammer and just starts being a wise guy in Norway, and it's like it's hilarious, and it got canceled for no good reason. It should have kept going. Mm. It was such a great show. But yeah, oh, he's 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 a he's a hero of mine. Like, yeah. I, that's 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 so that's it's so cool, cool that your your yeah. your keyboard teacher, I was in teacher I was in good hands for sure. Disciples of Soul, that is so freaking he, cool. He was with uh, Cindy Lauper before that, and right? then backed oh. up John Mayer before that. No, so I'm girl. in I'm in good hands. He was <laughs> re- a re- real great guy, and just you know that's how I got that's how I got my start in the back back room at the guitar bar in yeah. Hoboken. So. so so did you do any um you, so you performed <clears throat> like through high school? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I started writing about. Four, I was about 14, you know, when, when girls weren't icky anymore. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, songs about the relationship I never had because I was never the popular kid. All right. Yep, never got there. the girl till you know, much after the fact. But there it is. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And, and, our uh, wacky sound engineer, Dylan, bringing in some sound effects. <laughs> but to, to that, to that point, you know, I, I wasn't the popular kid. So I was always kind of, looking for a way to to stand out and mm-hmm. not just stand out but be, be like you know 
I'm not just that because I, I had long hair and I, I, you know, my music taste was very niche compared to people I was surrounded with. You know, everyone was listening to, you know, whatever top 40 was at the time. You know, it was garbage. And I was listening to Beatles and James Taylor and Simon and Garfunkel, Joni Mitchell, and, you know, the, the good stuff. Right. And I, I was weird for that. I was I was grotesquely made fun of for my interests and the way I looked and all that stuff. So I, so I was I was pining for like just this way to to you know to say like you know this is me and i'm okay with it and the turning point for me i don't think i've i've ever told many people this was freshman year high school i uh, i tried out for the solo inquire it was seasons of love from rent and i got the part and during rehearsals like i just couldn't couldn't do it for whatever reason like i missed i couldn't get my starting note and i would just fumble through it Mm -hmm. and they were like you know if if he's not comfortable with it you know give it to somebody else but the night i'm like i'm gonna do this thing and they specifically told uh the audience and everybody that was you know uh singing in the choir you know don't applaud the individual soloist wait mm-hmm. until you know the end of the song so you know they're going through there were about four soloists through the whole song and i go up and i do the thing and i'm like oh boy and dear god i hit it and the place went bananas exactly Yay! <laughs> and and in a way and in a way that was the point you know all my de- all all the bullies and all the detractors and all that like that was the moment that shut them up and i could finally be you know I, that was sort of my get out of jail card right there mm. so from then on it was like oh he's a singer you know and from then on i kind of gained some cred and my my know. uh my freshman year i was given a solo in the choir and i i totally botched it I didn't hit a I didn't hit a wrong note. I didn't hit any notes. It was this. It was this. In rehearsal, I nailed it every time. It was this song, and it, and it was like this 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 church piece in Italian. And in rehearsal, I nailed it every time. And my choir teacher was great. Mister Mr. Limey was was a, he was a great teacher. We butted heads a lot, but I learned I did learn a lot from him. But the night of the concert, he looked at me. And, he, and uh, like he had looked at me at every rehearsal, and he made the he made the dumbest faces. He was like, you know, it's like, oh, big like big big eyes, big open mouth to show you when to breathe, <laughs> right? And yeah. to do things. So Real he, extra. He look, so he looks at me and he goes, oh, and I forgot every phrase of the song. Damn. And I just went, ah. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. And he just looked at me and he shook his head. Mm. And the choir kept going past my solo that never happened. And I never got another solo. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'm an actor now. And that's why I, like, for a long time, I, I was like, I'll just be an actor. And then I was, it wasn't until later in, in my, in my, in my, you know, finding out what my career would be that I decided musician is what I want to be. But like, that, my freshman year, effing up that solo. I was like, I, I'm not a singer. I'm yeah. not a singer. Uh, how times, how the tide has how, turned, man. Yeah, times that <laughs> did change for sure. But like, no, it's so funny. Like, it's like you know, your first time in front of people can either be the greatest moment of your life. That sort of dictates, and you, and you, can, and you can shit the bed, or you can shit the bed. Mm-hmm. And well, and it's not a, a formative moment of your life too if you shit the bed. Yeah. Oh, for right. sure. And like, what you do? How? Do, like, do you, what do you do after that? Right. After it's, you it's, shit the it's, bed, it's not all about the moment. It's what you do with it after. Exactly. You know, it's like even even if it sucks. All right. Well, do you do you come back from that? Do you try and get better? Or do you say like, this isn't for me. I'm done. Yeah. And I think a lot of people get shell shocked because a lot of their first times, like, it's not good. It's not great. And it kind of like keeps them from pursuing it. Mm-hmm. And you know, you should just you know, you have to kind of fight past that in a way because like you might not get it the first time. You might not hit the right note or play the right chord or do the right thing, whatever, but you just have to keep trying if it's something you want to do. Yeah. You know, and that's something that I've learned through my, through my lessons and, you know, what I try and pass on to my students because I do some music teaching, you know, on the side, some private lessons and whatnot. And, and even in my professional career, you know, as a teacher, you know, it's all about, you know, you might not get it right the first time. But, yeah. You know, yeah, and you, you, you've been you've been a teacher. Uh, you, you've you've taught special education, special and, ed. I've been in the public school. Yep. I've kind of been all over the map. You went to you went to Kane. Right? I went, yeah, I went to Kane. Graduated two years ago, so 2017. And uh, yeah, I have my teaching degree, and fa- that's my that's my fallback plan. Right. And, and uh, 
you know, I taught a couple years out of school and, and just, you know, it was, it was a rough start uh, on a lot of different fronts. So I'm kind of taking a breather and uh, seeing, seeing if I can make this music thing work. And so far it's working. Cool. So. I, I'd, I'd say it is, man. You're, you're, you're like the second busiest guy I know next to me next to you <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah i mean it's great you know? you've got you've got you've got what you're running two open mics just one just uh currently one. just okay one yeah one one open mic uh daddy maddie's in uh, in madison it's a really good barbecue joint yep um and uh yeah we do that every tuesday we'll give them a free it's a really plug. good time we'll yeah <laughs> gotta pay the bills and uh yeah and 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 aside from that i'm out pretty much wednesday through saturday playing yeah, pretty pretty consistent. That's the way. Had a rare uh, rare off night tonight. I've, I've been, Wednesdays have been a thing for me lately. Like my Wednesdays have been booked, like pretty solid. I haven't had that a lot in my career, but the last several months. It's hump not, day. Yeah, hump day. Like, that's an odd day to book because like it is. It's hump day. Like either it's either it works well or it doesn't. You know. Like, I, yeah, I, I got some good spots. You know, like like I, my 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 Wednesday open mic down in Par- at Paragon down in Clark. Some nights I've got. 10, 12 people on the list. Sometimes, some nights it's the Nick show. <laughs> you know? And then I show up and it's the Nick and PD yeah, show. Yeah, I'm always so glad whenever you show up to any of my open mics, like anytime I get to see you at one of my jams, it's nice. like, ah, oh, we get a, we get Brody. Oh, look, yeah. now there's like a little bit of class coming in the room. Ah, oh, well. No offense, Dylan. <laughs> well, I, I don't think the three of us have ever been in the same room. We've not been. Well, no. until now. Until, until now. now. Hey. Until now. After hours, right? <laughs> anyway, I, I love that. Like, like, don't, like, 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 it's one of my favorite things about starting this podcast and doing it at at OMS is like we're after hours. <laughs> we're after hours. All the kids had to f off and go home. It's a school night, so we're it's in the, here. It's we're, the bedtime. We're in here getting down to the nitty gritty. What it is to be a musician? Oh man! Oh, Billy got a cowbell. We got, we got, we're, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna be. Hooking, I got more. We're gonna be hooking up like a soundboard for him, you know, like, you know, like with the ooga horns and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But uh, so, 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 what was your first, um, what was your first like parlay into like the bar scene in Jersey? Oh man, um, I would say when I started. Well, I started doing open mics mm-hmm. um, probably about 16, 17. Um, there, there's something going on in New Jersey every night of the week. There's an open mic somewhere. There's live music oh, somewhere. Sure. And, and a lot of places book from their open mic. A lot of places that have an open mic have live music on the weekends. And if they don't have live music on weekends, they, they, they should. Um, but so so I started playing open mics around sixteen seventeen. I went when I had my facial hair and I could stay out after nine because they wouldn't they'd think I was twenty one. You know, I had a full goatee at sixteen, so I was able to kind of blend in a little bit. And uh, yeah, I started playing. There was one spot in particular. It was called Pianos, not not the one in in, in New York. It was in Bloomfield. Pianos Bar and Grill was called. Oh, I remember um, that spot. It, is it, it still was. There? It was pretty. It's now a span. I think it, what it's some Spanish spot. I, mm-hmm. I don't remember the name of it. Ro- Rose, Rosita. It's not Rosita's, but it's something like that. And uh, but but it was a really cool place. So I went to the open mic and I'd I'd sing and you know I I knew four chords at at the time and those four chords meant I knew most of pop music. <laughs> so I was able to come up with you know a few different songs every every week and. You know, that was my, you know, did that consistently. And then they're like, oh, we do these cabaret shows in the back room, you know. So I started doing that. Wasn't paid, but, you know, invited my mom, and my friends, whatever, you know, girl I was dating at the time. And at that point, exposure. Yeah, ex- does, exposure. Does, does pay the rent because you're living Because I'm living moms. with my parents, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, or, you know, Aunt Judy's in town and, and you know, show her what, you know. <laughs> but uh, so so that was that was sort of my, my first foray was, was, you know, the open mic. Oh, the open mic scene is, is kind of what got me going. Right. Um, at the time, I, I tried out for all those reality shows, Idol and The Voice and whatnot, and, you know, make it through a couple of the preliminary auditions, and then, you know, somebody in a cat suit would get the yes, and I wouldn't. And, and, and you know, to to be fair, like, I wasn't as polished at 19 as I am now, 1920 as I am now, but, you know, at least I, t- I took it serious, and I felt like, you know, if given the opportunity, I could have done something with it. But at the same time, you know, 
well, they like what they like. And, well, it's, you know. it's funny because it's one of those things. Like I've had so many people over the years, like, "Hey Nick, how come you haven't ever tried out for America's Got Talent, American Idol?" Like, because I'd, I'd rather work. <laughs> I'd rather make money. Well, <laughs> well, well so, so and like, and I've I've had a couple. I've I've known a few people that have gone through that whole process and gotten mm-hmm. far. And, not and they're playing it. the same clubs they're, that we they're are. They're asking me right. if I can get them gigs around Randolph. Right. <laughs> like, like, really? Yeah. You didn't get anything? You were on TV for 16 weeks? Right. Nobody signed Nobody signed you up? Nobody yeah. got you? You're great? It's, nobody, you know. I, I did this with, with my eighth graders. I, we looked at the success rate of American Idol. And you have to think, all the seasons they've done, all the stadiums filled mm-hmm. people that have auditioned, we did the math. You know, It ended up being something like point zero 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 two six nine of of a percent. Right. You know, because yeah, you William about, Hung gets a fucking record deal. Right. Or, you know, <laughs> you know and I kind of gauged it off of, of who out of the show do I remember? Who out of the show is still relevant? I can count on one hand with a one or two fingers left over. Yeah. Out of all the seasons, of all the people that have come through, this show was supposed to make the next Elvis, to make the next Beatles, to make the next Whitney Houston. No, whatever. it wasn't. That's, well, that's what that's, they, that's, that's what, what they was say. advertised. That's, that's what, what was advertised. Say. What that show, what those shows are meant to do <clears throat> is sell Pepsi. Correct. And, and, and make sure the next generation of, of Americans are diabetic. I love Pepsi. <laughs> Pepsi, we're plugging you. <laughs> It's the choice of a new generation. I actually, yeah. I want to get a Pepsi tattoo. Really? Oh wow, that's serious. Like yeah. where? Where would you, Dylan? Where would you get the Pepsi tattoo? Uh, on my left hip. Yeah. Specifically. Yes. Is that where your like pancreas is, or whatever? <laughs> whatever, whatever organ filters out all the sugar. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I feel like someone should have Somebody's made ki- like a I kidney. Feel like someone should have made Ray Charles get a diet Pepsi tattoo. Oh my god! And just told him it was surgery. Oh, because he's not gonna know. Horrible, you know. Terrible. Oh, whatever. It would have made more sense for him to have Pepsi on his bicep than Post Malone to have all that bullshit on his face. That's hilarious. So I tried out for all these shows. <laughs> post Malone. Jesus Christ. So post. <laughs> Stop it. I'm sorry. When did it become cool for for musicians to look like my desk freshman year? <laughs> what do you say? Uh, just po- Post Malone looks like that. Point one percent of germs that Lysol couldn't kill. Yeah, well, it's like I'm just, I'm just. You remember, you remember. Hang on, I'm, just, I'm drawing, I'm drawing something for for Brody to look at. Anyway, do you remember oh, that? Do you remember this from when you were a kid? Oh, the S thing. The Stussy. S. I don't even. I couldn't draw it, it was, today it was, if it I was, tried. It was a clothing brand, and then that's 80s what it was. It was a clothing brand, Stussy. Okay. But I'm just waiting for. I'm, I'm waiting for a rapper to come out with that across his forehead. <clears throat> Just because, like, really, Terrible. they all look like my desk for Or, like, year. have that on their chest, like, and kind of, like, do a Superman thing. Yeah. Or the other thing, their chest. have you seen this? Um, they're making these onesies <clears throat> with tattoo sleeves. Oh, for goodness sake. For the, you know, so, like, moms can dress their, their kids up like their ex-boyfriend. Golly. <laughs> so, like, what's next? Like, diapers with tramp stamps? I hope not. <laughs> I sure hope <laughs> like, not. Like a, like a, like a, like a, like a butterfly on the, on, like, on the back. Of the of the of the diaper. Where are we? You know, just so you know, you know. So she's not just my girl; she's my naughty girl. Like. Oh no! Oh no! No no! <laughs> so anyway. 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 You know, so 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 I tried out for all these shows, and you know, it, you know, it didn't yield many results. Also, around that same time, uh, you know, I was promised uh, a mentorship by a fairly prominent figure from the the 80s scene and uh that didn't pan out he christopher walken we're not no we're not gonna drop names no but you know that fell through because he wanted you know i don't know if i was for what if i wasn't contemporary enough or what you know at the time i wasn't i guess i don't know if i wasn't what he was looking for or whatever didn't happen so kind of but kind of a false promise because was it prince it was not Prince. <laughs> um, and then I also, there was an indie label that, that was looking at me, and I demoed a song for them, and they really liked it. And, and I uh, had a phone call with them, and, and they were like, oh, we love your voice. We love what, what you did with it. You know, we'll give you a call and talk about the next steps. And I knew one or two of the other artists that they were working with, and you know, we thought, like, oh, this could be a good thing, you know, an indie label. And I didn't hear anything for like two weeks. And come to find out, uh, it was a man and woman who owned the label, and uh, 
they had gotten into an argument and the label fell apart. Uh, left all us, you know, aspiring artists to kind of fend for ourselves, you know, after being promised all this stuff. So again, it was like, well, shoot, you know, and also at this time, you know, I'm playing those, those pay to play, you know, sell 20 tickets at $15 a head. We'll give you, if, if, if you, if you sell all 20, we'll give you two bucks a head. Right. But if you sell 19 of them, we keep all your cash. Right. All that nonsense. So I I did that for a couple of years. And, And to be fair, like I met some great people who are also in my similar position. I don't think it really got us anywhere other than other than meeting. I don't think it really got us anywhere. So it was sort of one of those things like, is this really is this really how it's supposed to work? <laughs> you know, right. and and there was a point with all with all all the no. Right. All the rejection, all the things that have fallen through. Like, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing or what or what I'm called to do? Um. So the saving and, and at this point, I'm about halfway through my college career. So it's mm-hmm. like, well, maybe I should just focus and get a real job. Yeah. Go for a real career. Right. And I'm sitting at home one means. night, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know that <laughs> now, I know, but, but at this time, you know, and it's always preached to me like, right. oh, you know, you, you need a solid, you need health insurance, you need a 401k, you need all the good stuff that all that good stuff. Um, so I'm sitting at home one night. It's a weekend night. And I get a call, and it's this guy, this friend of mine, and he's like, oh, this restaurant up in Boonton, it's called Yolanda's. It was a Cuban restaurant. I don't know yeah. if you remember this. Yeah. It, 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 this was probably 2013-ish. He was like, oh, you know, they want, they want some live music. Are you free tonight? I said, sure. <laughs> so I went up there. Yolanda's, great Cuban food, owner, as nice as can be. You know, Abuela was in the back cooking, you know, real family-run place. You know, and uh, played for 50 bucks and however much ropa vieja I wanted, which was great. <laughs> and the owner, uh, Josh, his name, was like, yeah, come back, you know, do this next week. And, you know, every week for the next few months. So I did. And that was like my first consistent paying gig. And I'm like, OK, this is really cool. So so here I am like now, now I'm now I'm like finally like, I can make money. And, and I was making tips as well. And you're, and you're how nice. old at this point? Uh, 23. So 21 ish. OK. Um, and I'm like, Ooh, this is cool. At the same time, you know, I'm getting better at playing guitar. I'm getting a little, little more smooth. I'm working on my stage presence, working on my craft, you know? So through the open mic scene, again, we go back to this, <clears throat> you know, places are starting to book me from their open mic. I'm starting to meet people from other places who say, Hey, go check this place out. They hire music, you know, kind of making, you know, networking. So that's around the time we this met. Whole thing. Yeah. Um, Let's not plug that place. <laughs> had to throw Thank that sharp in there. Right? <laughs> um, so you know, yeah, yeah, you got to take care of people on your way up because you never know that's who great. you're going to need on the way down. But um, yeah, so so I, so that's around the time I met Nick and, and you know, Pischetti in Dover. They they made a pretty good. They made a pretty solid burger. I will say that the burger. For an Italian restaurant. For an Italian restaurant. For an Italian restaurant. Was pretty good. <laughs> This was a solid but, burger or a rock hard burger. I shouldn't say it, that. It was, figu- it was a, figu- a figuratively <laughs> solid burger. But um, I have it on good authority that the owner of that bar still has his first the money he got from first communion. Not to get up. The table. Yeah, no, just, just yeah, so that's you know, around the time we met. Yeah, and and, and I was just starting were, to play, and you were starting to like like branch out. Yeah, you know, it it, it was you know not, now I'm playing you know a, a few gigs a month, right? You know, three or four gigs a month, and. You know, just through through the years, just that that whole networking thing, just meeting people, going to different mics, going to different towns, getting out of, excuse me, your your bubble, was huge. Um, and it got to the point, you know, years down the road, it's like, all right, well, now it went from you know, a few gigs a month, like now I'm playing a few gigs a week, and and it just kind of snowballed like that. It right. took took time to get that big. Oh yeah. You know, if this it wasn't just I woke up and all of a sudden I had a calendar full of gigs. Like it took years of. You know, cold calls and cold emails, and someone saying, "Hey, go to such and such a place. They are they have an open mic on on a Tuesday, but they might book you on a, on a Friday, Saturday, and and just going there and doing that and that kind of like old school grind was huge. Yeah. You know? Do you still get nervous talking to uh, other places? I I don't, and I and I think it's because things are going really well. <laughs> I kind of have a little bit of authority to to you know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to say this without being. 
cocky in any type of way, but like I, I can be, I can be a little. I think picky. you've earned the right to be a little cocky. I can, I can, I can, I can be a little picky because it's like because it, currently to book me, I'm into November, Good and we're at the end of September. You know, I'm into November, December currently, and it t- again, it took a long while to get here, and it's like, you know, I'm just used to it. I, I guess to 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 answer your question, um, I just go in there and say, hey, this is me. This is a PD Brody set. This is what I sound like. If you like it, let's talk dates and rates. <laughs> yeah. you know? well, and it's, it's, nine, nine times out of ten, that's what happens. And I'm, I'm very fortunate, you know, that, that it's been, you know, it hasn't been easy, but I know people who have it a lot harder. What, well, Booking and You know what? Kind of the stuff. folks that have it harder aren't ready yet. Yeah, you feel that way? I do. Um, I, I Honestly, and it's something I've said to you, you know, a dozen times if I said it once, if you treat this like a job, it'll, it'll pay, pay like you a like job. a job. Mm-hmm. And if you come at it with a good work ethic and you come at it and you treat it like, you know, you're going to go in and do what is asked of you. You're going to entertain, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not our job to fill the bar. No. It is not oh, our man. job. I love the I love those places. Oh, you know. It's good exposure, right? Or, or, the, or the other. Exposure oh, that, doesn't put gas in the car. asinine <laughs> question of, oh, how many people are you going to bring? Uh, I don't know how many people fit in here. Like, what, like, like, what, are, you, what are you asking me? Like, how many people are you well, like, 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 putting like, in seats? Like, I, I booked a, I booked, right. I booked a last-minute gig. Um, Tell me they didn't ask you to bring people. No, no, it wasn't even for me. It was okay. I, 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 a, a bar owner who will remain nameless. The bar will remain nameless because they're not, they're not sponsoring the show yet. <laughs> I, I, get, I get a phone call from the owner, and he's a very nice guy. And he says, I had a last-minute cancellation. This was just last weekend. For like, he, I got a call Friday asking about Saturday night. Right. So it's a last-minute cancellation. Who can you get? And I said, give me 10 minutes, I'll call you back. And I went through my phone, and I was looking like, who's not busy? <laughs> That's why you didn't call me. You were busy. I knew you. I already knew you were busy. Yeah. That's why I didn't call you. But I, 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 called my, I called my friend George Orlando, and he's a fantastic musician. He's going to be a guest on this show next week. And... Um, He's a really nice guy. He's a very talented individual. And I was like, George, you want to come play? And, and, and so he's like, yeah, I, I think I got the time. How much? And I just, like, and just go back and forth, you know, send him the information. And then while I'm going back and forth, like being the liaison between the owner and George, uh, owner's like, is he going to bring people? Oh, for goodness and I'm like, I'm like damn, last man. Like, he's notice. got 16 hours to promote this thing. No. Right. No, he doesn't. He's not going to bring people. Like I just said it flat out. Like there's no way. But he will. But whoever's there, he will keep them there. Right, and that's that's and what. That's I've... why I gave him the gig is because I knew he was. He he's a, he is a professional. He's a goddamn professional musician. He's a fantastic performer, and I knew that he would go in and just take it and do it and, and run with right. it and do a great job. And I like, but like that question, I get that question all the freaking time, and it pisses me off. That's what I tell people. people. That's what I tell people. It's like you know. I don't know how many people I can bring. I will promote it on, on Facebook, IG, pdbrody.com. And if you're a busy musician and you're out four or five nights God, a week, God, like you're out And God I'm forbid out. I have a day job, too, because at the time I was teaching during the day. Oh, who's got, so who, God who's forbid. got that kind of time? But, you know, what I, what I say to people is this. You know, I don't know how many people I can bring, but I guarantee you I'll make people stay. Yeah. I'll keep those butts in the seat and then yep. buying drinks. Asses in seats. You know, that's the that's end, the, the, that's yeah, the, end exactly. of the game. But, like... This it's it's just so it becomes so frustrating and it's 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 goddamn pretentious for these venues and these these bars and these you know to think that we've just got like a clown car full of people following us gig to gig to gig to gig to gig. Some people some people have that look. It's not, yeah, it's we're not, not there. We're not not quite not there yet. Nineteen seventy two anymore. <laughs> you know, there's other things right. to do and yeah, you know, and and I get it. They want to make money, but it's like. You know, there's a ton of places in Union where I live, ton of little bar restaurants that would be killer for live music, but nobody wants to dish the money. You know, you're not going to get a slam dunk the first one or two times you do it. Right. You're probably not going to get no, one the first it's, it's, month it's, or two it's, you do it's, it's, it. But, it's, it's, but, the, but you have the... to start somewhere and be consistent with yeah. it. And eventually people will be like, oh, there's good music at so-and-so, at such-and-such tonight. Let's go there. Yeah. You know, you're not going to do it by these little one-offs. Yeah, you're not going to get you're there. Not, you're not, you have you're to not set gonna aside. Get that, you're not going to get that attention if you're doing music like once every six, seven weeks, or right? Like only on a holiday. Right, you got to be like, like the night of, like you know, Thanksgiving Eve or Christmas Eve or New right. Year's Eve. Right, you got to do it like every Friday, 
from Cons- seven to, from seven to ten, four to seven, whatever the, whatever the hours, and right. give people something consistently. And Correct. Whether like whether they like it or not, it's there. Right, because eventually, and and if you hire you know good talent, mm-hmm. you know people be like, ooh, pl- the guy at so and so's place tonight was good. Let's see who's playing tonight. You know, so and you know you have to they have to keep that standard mm-hmm. as well. You know, not just have some somebody filler in there making noise. So that's my that's my soapbox. I'm getting down. It's okay. Oh no, stay out. We're, we're it's recording. Just, like, it's, it's just no, not just it's just like, Jersey. Of all points in your life to be on a soapbox, you're on you're on you're on a podcast, Brody. This is the time to be on a soapbox. Because so say what you want to say, man. Like, I want to hear it. I just I really the, the Jersey it. scene is so strong. Here comes the, the Glockenspiel again. Can you play good, live, good key, too. Dylan, can you play Live and, live and Let Die on that? I can't with y'all. I'll, 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 I'll mail Paul McCartney a check. Don't worry about it. I was I was at the Trenton Social <laughs> last night. How'd it go? We were talking about this. Yeah, it was great open jam. Tons of talent down, down in Trenton. Man. Um, I advise any, anybody who's free on a Tuesday night go to the Trenton Social. It's a great time. So or many in the good Morris vibes. County area, go to Mr. Krabby's. Oh yeah, you do have the one That's on Tuesday. Right. You do. Oh, See, there's Tuesdays. always there, there's something everywhere. There's in this always state. like, and I'm sure there's something in South Jersey too. I just haven't oh, ventured that far it's, it's south. It's one yet. of those things about like the the New Jersey music scene. And it's like why I wanted to start doing this podcast in the first place is <clears> everybody <throat> talks about New York. Talk about Nashville and Memphis. They talk about Florida. They talk about L.A. Right. L.A. But like nobody. <laughs> nobody talk, talks about us. There's nobody talking about us. But we're damn we're the, good. We're the guys <laughs> feeding all of these scenes. Exactly. Like there wouldn't be a New York scene without New Jersey. There would, and like you look at well, Sussex there would, County. But it wouldn't be as good. It would be dreadful. You kidding me? You kidding me? It would be it would be the most boring no, thing ever. I've met so many players and writers and musicians here who are good. You know, not just good, dude. Stu- You're talking great, great, great. And nobody knows their name. And it's it's bananas to me the amount of talent that's here. You know, I've seen it come through your mic. It's come through mine a couple times. It's come through Trenton Social. It's come through Hat City Kitchen. It's come through ev- all these places. It's just unbelievable, and you, you know remember, we're not. Uh, you remember Gabby Toledo? I do. I uh, I had a gig over down down at Paragon uh, last week on Thursday, and they double booked and didn't like and, and you know manager one manager booked one thing another manager booked another thing. Don't she, you hate she, that? She was five to eight on the on the patio. I was supposed to be seven to ten in the bar, so I got there, and there's Gabby, and I'm like, okay, we'll make this work. We'll make this work. I wasn't mad because why would I be mad? It's yeah. not her fault, you know? right? But I, so I walked in. I talked to Ramar, the manager, nice guy. He's like, "We'll, you know, we'll we'll just have you set up when she's done." It's like, okay, no problem, not a problem at all. So I, I, it was, I was so glad to get this opportunity to actually sit and listen to Gabby because I've, I, I've she's been her, coming through the mic for a I've while. I've seen her at my open mics and she's fantastic, but I haven't I haven't seen her in like seven eight months. It's seen her while. out like in the wild. Well, just, well, look, she's, you know? <laughs> she's going to school. She's right. going to school in the city, so she hasn't been able to go to to my open mics. So there she is on the on the porch doing her thing, and she's playing. You know, she's just crushing these songs nice. nice and i haven't seen her in a while and she's taking all these she's taking voice classes and she's like this like she's really going for it that's got to be a gratifying feeling as like a purveyor of the music it really scene. is and that's it's one cool, of the reasons right? like i it's one of the the, the the joys and the love i have of, and it's why i keep doing open mics is because i get to see these people when they first start and they're just starting out and i got to see you right you saw me you i were just starting and out. i was i was not as polished as i am no, now no no you, know? you weren't I'm, you were you, but you were you were still great you were, I, like, I went you, up you, and i did the thing the and first each time, time i saw you play it was this breath of fresh air because you were like you were you had such a like really like you say it wasn't polished but it sounded really polished thank you. and really clean and you you seemed genuinely excited to be there Absolutely. And there's some guys that come to the open mic that, like, they need to get effed up before they get on stage. Mm-hmm. 
Because that's like their shtick, like yeah, the, well, the, the it, drunken... It's, it's either you're in it for the love, and you're in it for the art, and you're in it for the fact that you're this is, this is right. what you do, and there's nothing else you can do, or you need to get effed up to be here. And the guys that need to get effed up to get on stage and sing are guys that aren't going to make it far. I've never understood that shtick. I don't get it. It's, well, it's, 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 it that's their axe to grind. That's that's yeah, that's their enough. life, and then, and and that's that's you know that's their their Charlie Brown rain cloud hanging over their head, and it's what they have to. That's like this is how they deal with their depression is they play music, but they can't express themselves unless they get effed up. I don't think I've ever played a show and had a drink prior to singing. See, I'll I'll have a drink. Like I've I won't. a drink. I've I've. I've like, had I, it's and and that's like part of my it's part of my dealing with my anxiety, and my you know just and just whatever the hell my process right. is. I'll have a drink before the show. I'll have a drink during the show. I'll have a drink after the show. But I'm not drinking Fair, to yeah. get on stage. Yeah, no. then you, you see know? them up there and they're like slamming on their guitar or whatever. Yeah, and, and like, they're fucking sure, sure, <laughs> man, I'm play the next song. It's gonna be a good one, man. It's, it's they, didn't, like, they didn't even talk between songs. They just play. Right, they, just keep they play Simple Man thing. poorly. Just three chords and they're fucking it up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like... Like really, really, dude. Like I'm, you know, I'm it's not gonna name names because, like, whatever. That's their, that's their thing. And if they want to come yeah, to the show and get are. their thing out, like, we know who you are, and, and we you know, know who you're and too. you know who you are, and you know, call your mom, <laughs> give her a hug. Like, you know, there's better ways to get prepared nah, for a show. For, there's better yeah, ways to get prepared sure. for a show. Yeah. But you've always come in, really. You like, you've walked in with with a very professional attitude. Uh, a positive you. attitude. You've been. You've always come in looking to be supportive to the other people at the open mics, and 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 even the shows that you've done. Like you're supportive of the like you're, you're like you're you're supportive of the crowd and like the bartenders you know, and the bartenders. And that's always a thing. I I I say it all the time, and you do too. But like, and Dylan does it too now. But like, it's one of those things that like I don't even know why it has to be something I have to tell people. Dude, take care of the people who take care of you. Tell the people that are at the bar that aren't working to be nice to the people that are working. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. It shouldn't be rocket science. Because what have you always said to me? Those bartenders, you know, someday might become managers. Yeah. And then they'll remember, like, hey, Brody came through and was cool. Or Nick Keena came through and, like, you know, took care of us. And they'll look at you and be like, oh, that's the guy that that, that had, you know, two club sodas. And, and French fries and tip me fifteen bucks. Right. Just just to say thank you. And then and then now that guy's the manager. And then you come back in looking for work and he's like, Oh yeah, we're booking. Done. We're yeah, doing it. We're doing this. Yeah. We're it's like this. I it's like I said a little bit earlier, you know, you take care of the people on the way up because you never know on the way down, you yeah, know, who you're gonna need. So yeah, take care of the people who take care yeah, of you. It's you know, it's definitely it, it's a lot of fun climbing up the ladder. You miss a rung and you fall down, you get to you really get to know your friends. Mm-hmm. You know, and you see see how far you fall, you know, yeah. and a lot of that's dependent on who your friends are. So what's so what's so, so what's next? So you you just got back from this U.S. tour. Oh God, I'm you not went, going anywhere for a you while. Went, you went all the way from here to Lost Crazy List. That's and, about what it and was. San Francisco. You're right. San, San, San Fran's funky, man. That's that that, a that's cool a funny. That's that a fun cool town. town. So so uh, so I guess for like what for the fall and the winter you're still fall. Home? I'm here um, probably through the winter as well. Right on. Uh, I'd love to go coast to coast again as soon as you know as soon as I have the funds. Um, it, and it's going to be a bigger, even bigger thing this time. Mm-hmm. You know, the, a lot of this trip was shaking hands, meeting people, you know, passing out oh, for cards. Sure. Yep. Um, when I was in Austin, they had a DIY musician conference. Uh, CD Baby was putting on. Really cool event, good networking opportunity. They had seminars, you know, how to get the most out of the services mm-hmm. that they provide, but also, you know, you know, it, it was all people in my in my position, our position, right? And and it was just cool to be surrounded by that for a weekend and just kind of bounce ideas off of each other and say like, oh, this is where I've been, you know, and talk about your experience. Like it was really really cool. Met a lot of really cool people, and you know, with that, next time I'm on the road, like. I might be gone for two months, <laughs> and just every time I hit the road, it's going to become a bigger and bigger thing. When you were in Austin, you didn't happen to meet a guy named Trevor O'Connor, did you? The name does not ring a bell. Oh. Used to work here. Yeah, 
I shook a lot of hands. If you met him, you wouldn't forget him because he would probably molest you a little bit. I am slightly adorable. We love you, Trevor. I am slightly adorable. You slightly handsome dude, you Trevor O'Connor. But, you know, it was just a really inspiring weekend. Excuse me to uh, to to be around you know like minded people and in mm. the same position as me and just no I'm not alone because there was probably a few thousand people nice. at this conference. It feels just, like that sometimes. Yeah, it's 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 like, hard because you're in your own bubble and you're yeah, not, you're oh, grinding sure. away and you know you you feel like oh you know is it really this hard? But then you you meet some people and either like oh you know I could do this better or like oh, I got it pretty good, you know. And it's just or you find a friend who doing kind of something similar exactly like oh yeah. i like it right and then you meet and then you never know who's going on tour who needs an opening yep. act who's got a couch to crash on you never know so it's all about you know drawing your circle wide yeah you know, oh, as sure. many people as you can fit in your circle you know it, ben- it benefits it's you. something um <clears throat> uh uh my 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 friend mingo uh said to me years ago and it's so funny because he for he forgot even saying this to me but it, it rang so true in my heart um, and it was like he was driving me home from this gig we did up in Woodstock nice years ago but he said it to me he was like um, if we're not if we're not helping each other up we're pushing each other down which would you rather do and that just it just stuck in my head it really true. just stuck in my head and he has no recollection of this conversation it oh, wow. blows my mind that like I have to remind that's, him because that's prophetic of one of the most yeah one of the most poignant things I ever heard of my fucking life say it he again he forgets it if you're not say helping. it again want to say it again Dylan you want to say it again Let's get the bell ready this time get the bell alright here's the bell if we're not helping each other up we're pushing each other down Absolutely. which would you rather be doing and that just stuck. It really stuck. And and you, I know I said it to you after Mingo said it to me. Mm-hmm. And, and I've, know I've said it to other. I know it's stuck I can't in your head. Tell, I can't tell you the n- number of people who I've said that to. Good. You know, and, Good. and it's, spread that. It's, that, it's, that is a gospel I want you to spread. It's, it's de- <laughs> brother, brother Nick speaking <laughs> from uh, Father, Father Mingo. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> That was a very cool. Uh, that was a very cool part one to this conversation we've had with Mr. PD Brody. We're really glad we had him in the studio, and uh, tune in. For, tune in next week for uh, for part two of that conversation, and uh, don't forget to go to originalmusicschool.com, and uh, and also to call nine seven three nine nine eight eight nine seven seven, and tell Dylan that he's a handsome good boy. <laughs> <laughs>